listening to you learn something new every day on Community Roundup. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here with you the second Sunday of each month to share something new and exciting about the district. Thank you to Alpha Media for allowing us the opportunity to be a part of the show. Our show, of course, is produced by my dedicated student interns in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Denise Palmer, Raymond Ruiz, and Cynthia Alvarez. If you like what you hear, I will share some information with you on how you can hear more by subscribing to our podcast at the end of our segment. And today I am very pleased to welcome our Palm Springs Unified Assistant Superintendent of Human Resources, Dr. Tony Signore. Hi, Tony. Hi, Joan. Thank you for having me. And well, thank you for being here. And for those who don't know you, and you'd really have to be living under a rock to not know <laughs> who you are, but in case they don't, how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacities? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I, I started my career in Palm Springs uh, back in uh, 93. Uh, and so I'd really rather not do the math on that. But it's, been a, it's been a few years. And uh, with other than a, a, a stint uh, in uh, Desert Sands, uh, which was wonderful, by the way, folks in Desert Sands are great, uh, but uh, been here and uh, pretty much worked up the career ladder from being a, a, a teacher to back in the day, what was called a site coordinator, uh, assistant principal, principal, uh, director, and uh, now assistant superintendent of a fabulous department of human resources and risk management. So give us a little overview over your department. So you talked to me, you said human resources and risk management. What does how many people in your department and what what are their roles? So we a total of uh, employees uh, were right around uh, 25 uh, within the combined between the two departments. Um, and uh, the uh, human resources is in charge of uh, it, all the uh, basics of hiring, uh, retaining uh, employees, uh, recruitment of uh, new employees, we also manage uh, contract negotiations, work very closely with our um, wonderful partners in our labor groups and Teamsters and uh, the Palm Springs Teachers Association. Uh, on the risk management side, we deal with uh, the benefits issues. We, we offer uh, outstanding benefits, uh, uh, that being uh, health benefits and uh, uh, other um, uh, benefits for our employees. Uh, as well as any uh, work-related uh, injuries and uh, things that unfortunately do occur every now and then on the job. Um, and so those are the main aspects of, of what our, our department does. So our 22-23 our school year kicked off last week. How many new teachers and uh, certificated staff are we adding to the ranks for this school year? Well, our, we anticipate roughly uh, about 50 new hires by the time we get to the start of the school year. <clears throat> now that's never etched in stone because things always change. You know, career opportunities uh, happen uh, frequently. As an example, we uh, are <coughs> uh, looking for a, a new director of expanded learning for uh, the school district. That entails, uh, Recruitment. Let of, me interrupt you for one sure. second. By the time this airs, that position will probably be filled. 
we're uh, we're in August. Right, 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 okay. right. But as an example, though, okay. uh, it, it entails hiring uh, new uh, employees, which could be internal, um, and so that that oftentimes impacts the the projected number of the fifty. And so, um, so with, with that said, right now uh, we have hired uh, twenty eight. Uh, new uh, teachers to uh, Palm Springs Unified, anticipate doubling that. But again, last year, uh, we, we only were looking at maybe 50 to 60. And um, I think we, let me just take a look at our numbers here. I think we ended up over the course of the entire year, ended up hiring 186 uh, new certificated employees to the district. Wow. So it just all depends. Um, you know, the, the, the situations uh you know as far as even hiring during the middle of the year now granted last year was quite different i know you didn't ask me this question but it's quite different in the sense that uh we hired a lot of temporary employees to support our our staff just because returning to in-person instruction had a lot of unknowns uh we didn't know what the impact was going to be like as far as for example an employee that tested positive for COVID, what the quarantine impacts were going to be. Um, and so we hired additional staff beyond probably what we normally would have. So this was quite the different year. Um, so I don't know what that that is going to look like specifically for next year. I don't anticipate it will be 186, though. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And just in general, what does recruitment look like these days? Like, I know we had... Uh, our teacher recruitment fair last spring, and it was back in person, um, that which was nice because we did a virtual one the year before. But um, how did that go? And then what does recruitment look like in general? Well, it's uh, similar to how we started off with uh, instruction hybrid. Uh, some are virtual, uh, some are in person. Um, so th this past year, we just have over. Um, Oh, I would say like roughly 35 um, recruitment fairs that we did both in state and out of state and um, and, and about 22-ish uh, uh, or so were uh, virtual, the rest were in person. So a little less than, than half were, were still virtual. Um, a lot of the challenge was still that, and most of those virtual ones were out of state. Um, our our, our in-state in ones were mostly in person, uh, but some other as, uh, parts of the country were still adjusting, still returning to the in-person, probably did not have as not much confidence in uh, being able to do it in person. So they just did those uh, it, virtually. As an example, uh, some of our uh, upstate, uh, mid-state New York, uh, job fairs, which have always been very uh, fruitful for Palm Springs Unified, uh, were all held virtually uh, this year. Of course, uh, they would be fruitful. Like coming from <laughs> that part of the country, who the heck wouldn't want to get out of the freezing cold in upstate New York and come here? That that is true. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and although we should have learned our lesson the day we hired you, John. Oh, I knew that, that was coming. <laughs> no, you've been wonderful, but I couldn't resist taking the jab. Uh, but uh, but no, that you're absolutely right. It has. They love it, and we've had some great folks. I I can. 
uh, think of several right now that I know we've hired from New York that have been huge assets to the district. Uh, but I just show that as an example, whereas the one in Portland uh, that uh, was out of state, um, of course, uh, that one was in person and they did do that. So it just, it just depends on each uh, region of the country, how they're adjusting and what they felt comfortable doing. Do you, do you feel that in-person is significantly better or does it, have we gotten to the point because of COVID where it's all okay and it's equally as effective? You know, I, I, I'm probably gonna give a old school bias uh, to that question, but I believe the in-person is uh, 100% better. Uh, I really believe that the interaction that you can have uh, with an individual, even though, you know, during a, a Zoom, uh, you can see the image, um, you know, the, the, to be able to make the connection uh, personally, um, I think just uh, speaks volumes. Uh, it really, you know, you, not only does the uh, candidate seek it to see us and really feel who we are, um, because we, again, when we go, we're, we're being representatives of, from the district, and uh, establishing those relationships, I think, is huge. <clears throat> At the same time, we get a real good feel for the applicant. And um, are they going to be the right fit for our Palm Springs family? And, uh, and that, that speaks volumes. So yeah, I'm, I'm extremely biased to doing the in-person. I think it's, uh, although the Zoom has created uh, and facilitated communication, um, I don't think it's a substitute still for the in-person connection that I think is so valuable. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I agree with that. Um, it's uh, a different world we're living in now, huh? I mean, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's interesting. It's it is a different world, and um, and we have to we're finding a balance, you know. Because I mean, it, it in some ways it's nice to not be able. I mean, to not have to, you know, fly somewhere to go have an interview. Um, but in other ways, like you said, you don't get the feel for the, and, and you know, you, uh, that's, it's not so much on the applicant's part, it's on our staff's part, the people who go out and do the recruiting. So, you know, they, they're able to turn on their computer and meet with applicants, but it's not the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, even when you're, you know, I, I mean, I just, you know, it, when you're at a job fair, you know, there's a lot of interaction with people coming in and out. And uh, I can tell you on numerous times I've, I've met with an applicant. We've had a good connection with them. Uh, they're very interested. Uh, they'll walk out and then all of a sudden, oh, I forgot a question. And they'll just make a U-turn and come right back to the table. And we're able to have an additional dialogue. And sometimes that'll happen on, on uh, multiple times throughout the day. Um, a little less accessible in the Zoom. You disconnect and trying to reconnect trying to work through your schedule, trying to do all of those things, just not as easy. The other part about a job fair in person is oftentimes uh, we'll even have people that honestly weren't even thinking of Palm Springs or California for that matter uh, until that, you know, they're walking by our booth and I'll, I'll talk to them and they start like, wait a minute, I hadn't even thought of this as a potential option. And next thing you know, we're hiring them. And uh, Zoom doesn't allow for that level of, of connection either. So I think, again, the, 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 the benefits of Zoom, of course, on, on the practical, you know, having a meeting as an example, day-to-day -day business, you know, meeting with the principal, meeting with uh, staff to just to talk about quick business items, I think is beneficial. 
but not for that level of connection uh, on, on a recruitment aspect. And how did our recruitment fair go, the one we had here in the spring? Very good. Um, we, uh, <clears throat> it was uh, extremely productive, uh, very well attended. Um, yeah, yeah, real kudos to our uh, HR team, uh, Mr. Brian Hendra, our, our new director of recruitment and retention, um, <clears throat> who organized the event, as well as uh, Brad Sauer, our HR director of labor relations. Um, they did an outstanding job in putting it together. Very well attended. They did a great job of also bringing in uh, um, applicants as they signed up by appointments. Um, so it was a staggered start, start, so we didn't have everybody rushing in at the, at the door at the same time. Um, and, uh, but from that meeting, excuse me, that uh, job fair alone, uh, we anticipate that the vast majority of our special education hires were handled that day. Um, wow. it, was, it was fantastic. It was very, very productive. That's great. And then um, separate but, but related, we had, and this I think is the first time we did this, we had uh, four consecutive classified employee fairs on site in the morning. I, well, I actually think it was the whole day. Uh, by this lunchtime, and those were very, those were very successful too. Yes, that was our classified mini job fair. Is that uh, credit to uh, Lasagna Pitts, our, our director of classified, and um, Olivia Castellanos, uh, also in classified HR. They did a, a phenomenal job in organizing that, plus their whole team. Um, and uh, but yeah, we got a lot of new new folks. Uh, came in and uh, they did a wonderful job. Yeah, and we'll uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that and just the whole department and getting through COVID. All right, so Tony, um, you restructured your department the beginning of last school year. It wasn't wasn't a full restructure, but it was certainly an overdue expansion of human resources because we've been adding to our staff for. Well, as long as I've been here, I mean, it's probably grown by a third in the 22 years I've been here. And yet you didn't really add any staff to HR. Um, so tell us about um, what the, the new positions that you added this year. Well, the, the new positions um, are both on the certificated side of uh, HR. And, uh, and, and both of those positions are... Uh, director of um, Recruitment uh, and Retention. Uh, that's Mr. Brian Hendra. Uh, it, his main role is, is uh, to be building um, all of our recruitment uh, pipelines, whether it's going to be uh, recruiting from outside of the district or growing our pipeline of our own uh, employees, uh, for example, uh, moving up career ladders. Um, and, uh, and he's been creating all the great new infrastructure to make that happen. And then uh, our director of labor relations, Mr. Brad Sauer, and primary role is uh, helping with uh, all labor relations with uh, Palm, Springs, Palm Springs Teachers Association, uh, as well as contract proposals, uh, MOUs, uh, just working very closely with the union. Uh, but um, and those are the main roles that the two of them have. 
but also it provides more uh, specialized service to our, our um, school sites where Mr. Hendra focuses on our high school uh, needs uh, and recruitment and staffing, uh, high school and middle school, and Mr. Sauer on the elementary. Uh, so they divide those responsibilities amongst the two of them. I think it really helps us provide more personalized service. Um, just to add a little more to that, really think about the size of our department with you know, roughly 24, 25 employees. Um, yeah, we're staffed at smaller than our smallest elementary school, uh, yet we're providing services for uh, nearly 2,600 employees. Uh, both certificated and classified administrators as well. So, um, so it was sorely needed to try to be able to assist our, our staffing uh, and provide the quality service that we want to provide. And how, I mean, that, that's for sure. And I have to say, I mean, given like, I'm sure everybody in your department's um, workload is tremendous. Uh, there's very little turnover in human resources. And I hate to, attribute it to the boss, but I probably have to. And I, you must be a pretty good supervisor as must be your predecessor, Mauricio Ariano, because I, I really can count on one hand, I think in the 22 years I've been here, how many people have actually left the department and either moved to another department or left the district. I mean, it's incredible the longevity of your staff there in human resources. I mean, some of those, some of the ladies in human resources, I think started when they got out of school and they haven't left. That, that is so true. Uh, the, the uh, you know, the, the, the historical knowledge of this team is unbelievable. Um, they, they go back and they, uh, and if they don't know the answer, they know who to go to to get the answer. It is, it truly is amazing. But you are right. Yeah, and as much as I'd love to take the credit for it all, uh, but yeah, no. You we'll, can we'll, take a little. I'll take a, I'll take a, a little nugget here or there. Uh, but it, yeah, it really, uh, I got to hand it to uh, Mauricio Ariano. He he really put a, a fabulous team together. That that base of that team, although we have had a few that have left, but it's due to retirement, truly um that uh, have left the department um the the, the core uh is is intact um and, and i think really also a lot of it is that uh you know that the, the whole team uh gets along very very well uh we when we do hire for this apartment you know having a, a strong work ethic uh and and dedication is is one of the primary things we look at we we could teach the rest but you really have to be committed to this team, but also they have to have the personalities that we know that we'll all connect. Right. Um, and we do a lot of things uh, together as far as, you know, as staff and try to do a little fun things. We've done uh, some spa days that, uh, that were uh, uh, here that uh, in the office that were, um, you know, very light and fun activities. Uh, just this past Friday, uh, between uh, HR and risk, uh, we got uh, eight lanes of the Palm Springs uh, bowling alley and went bowling as a group after after work on Friday and just had a blast doing that. Uh, we're not going to be entering any uh, bowling tournaments. I could tell you that we obviously do not have the talent to do that, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It's it just it is really a great department. Okay, invite me the next time. I, I want to crash your party on the bowling because I okay. haven't bowled in years. But, you know, when I started here, I started a bowling league. And um, that was one of the things that at the time 
was part of my job was to to do social events you know so, I, rem I remember that yeah <laughs> that's, that's been a while yeah yeah but um okay so i want to before we run out of time i don't like to dwell on covid because we're trying to move forward and i think thankfully things are on the on the mend and we're we're doing far better i don't think um in you know listening to our medical professionals it's going away totally uh but it's it's going to become something that's much more manageable it already has but for human re i mean for every department and for every person in uh who's breathing covid has been an unbelievable challenge i would venture to say and you can corroborate this or not that for human resources it was uh certainly more than a challenge and you know things you never had to deal with before um like for example um mous with the with the bargaining units because their work their work um uh what's the word i'm looking for the their what they need to do what's called work environment is had to be different yeah. working conditions that's exactly what uh, i meant so talk a little bit about how that was and, and what kind of response it was you got from our staff as a whole. Well, it feels like it was just yesterday and it was just one of the most stressful things that I think we've all gone through. Um, and uh, if you recall, John, it, was, it even started with us adjusting uh, our spring break um, in just yeah. that time uh, because we really thought maybe it was just gonna be a couple of weeks. Uh, who knew it was gonna be you know, for entirety of a year. And uh, two it, years. Well, two years, but yeah. we all met in closures. Right, right. right. And um, and so it, and then it and then it came down to adjusting work schedules, doing A B alternate uh, times coming in, half days. Uh, it was also um, working through um, leaves and what those uh, impacts were going to be. Uh, the list went on and on. Many things that we had never even fathomed. Uh, that we would even be dealing with within our, our, our department um, all of a sudden became um, priorities and things that uh, uh, it was such a struggle because we would meet uh, at certain hour on one day, uh, think we had a game plan, found out that uh, mandates from both the state, state and the county was were making us change that by uh, six o'clock that evening, only to find out by the next morning we had to change it again. And uh, it was just absolutely uh, unbelievable. But we managed through it. We worked out, we worked that through collectively. Uh, and, uh, but it was a lot of time. I, I understand completely the, the exhaustion that everybody's gone through because of that, having to pivot within seconds. Um, and then also just not trying to project the unknown based off of very little information. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times that I would have employees ask me, well, I read an article about blah, 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 blah. Shouldn't we be doing, yeah, no, we got to follow CDPH and, uh, and what they're asking us to do. In negotiations, I got to hand it to both of our labor groups. They're extremely cooperative. But I have to say, though, that they even recognize that in the amount of time, the amount of things that we had to meet with to talk about uh, to get just to a hybrid or excuse me, a uh, virtual then hybrid um, uh, school year, uh, 
with the amount, the number of sessions that we had to put in to get that done, easily we could have negotiated. I, we did the math on it. Uh, on average, uh, we would have negotiated five different contracts. Wow. Easily. Wait, yeah. No. Okay. So that's a lot, and mm -hmm. and certainly time consuming. Mm -hmm. But I would venture a guess that it wasn't so much combative. Mm -hmm. It was just because everything kept changing. And you had to look at so many different things and address so many points because the whole idea was to deliver education and to keep everybody safe. And so, I mean, what a challenge that is, but I would, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I would venture a good guess that we constantly talk about our, um, our labor groups and how wonderful they are. And you do not see Palm Springs Unified in the news for um, labor negotiations breaking down, hardly ever. I mean, it happens once in a while, but not to the point where they're threatening a strike or any, because they're not, we, the, the, the groups work together. And I don't, I, I didn't hear that that was any different during COVID, despite the fact that it was so challenging and scary for so many people. Um, you managed to get it done and, you know, everybody still likes each other. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there, there is a level of <laughs> mutual respect, um, you know, uh, that we have. And, uh, uh, but really I think it, it does start with um, our school board, our superintendent, our district respecting the work, uh, valuing the work of all our employees. Uh, that's not, again, to say we always agree in, in our see eye to eye on every issue, but we're comprehensive in uh, dealing with those issues and we're empathetic in listening to those issues and validating, uh, trying to find solutions to them. Now, the challenge, of course, again, coming back to COVID is that uh, as we were going through negotiations, um, things were changing again day by day, even as we were negotiating with them. So that all also had a huge impact in delaying what we thought we found a solution to, to find out tomorrow we have to find a solution to something else. Uh, and that, that was a big challenge. But also it, it came down to um, trying to address everything. And ultimately we got to a point where we had to realize that that just was not gonna be possible. And we really had to kind of focus at the core of what is the state and what is uh, the county um, uh, requiring us to do uh, as far as the safety and then build out from there right. um, because there are many aspects that Palm Springs Unified added to that um, understanding and validating that although there were certain things that were that some employees were requesting to make them feel safe was not a requirement by CDPH we understood that that was important for those individuals and, uh, and we went ahead and did it anyway. And, um, and so once we kind of got to that stage, then things progressed significantly faster. Uh, but in the beginning, it was uh, really tough for both groups. And you're right, Joan, not because it was contentious, it was just trying to make sense of it all. Sure. Uh, that, and, that's and what it was. Absolutely. And then real quick, I'll just, cause we could spend, we could talk another whole show about everything that went on during COVID, but yeah. kudos to risk management and our health services department, because we probably had more and, and Desert Oasis Healthcare and our other healthcare partners, we probably had more vaccine clinics and the opportunity to test 
than anywhere else in the Coachella Valley for our staff and for our families. And so um, that that's really, I mean, I think that really helped people feel safer and, you know, and make things just a little bit easier. And you're the guy in charge of that. I hate to say it, but um, <laughs> you are, Tony, and we're grateful to have you here. And you. you've, you've spent, uh, you know, minus a, a couple years when you went down, down Valley. We're glad you came home. Um, you've been here your whole career, and hopefully you're just going to, you know, be here until you retire, which we hope is a long ways off. Well, that, that, thank you, John. I, I very kind. I'm, I'm just a little bit in shock because I'm not used to the nice things coming from. I know it was so <laughs> difficult, but thank you for everything that you do. We'll have you back that. soon. Well, and also I just want to say and big kudos to Renee Brunel. Uh, management, she she's the one that really helped a lot on that. I know you're short on time, but I'd be, uh, you know, cannot neglect the, the fantastic work she did uh, nope. along with Laura Dyson, our, our supervising nurse. Absolutely. And they were both recognized at the county level and rightfully so. So thank you, Tony. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <music>